remember and reflect on the life of Sister Evelyn Howard. We want to let this family know that the songwriter was correct when he penned those poignant words that earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. We come at this time to thank God for the life of Sister Evelyn. And thanks to the Alexander Funeral Home for their wonderful care and compassion to this family. The Lord is in this holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And it is in times like these that we come before the reverend God, the sovereign God, uh, to acquiesce ourselves to his divine will. And as we prepare to celebrate the life and the legacy of Sister Evelyn Howard, we want to give support to this family and thank God for their blessing. Thank you all so very much. We're going to ask those of you who are able, with the exception of the family, would you stand at this time as we have our call to worship? And uh, I will lead us in an invocational prayer. I was glad when they said unto me, even in a moment like this, let us go into the house of the Lord. And what a blessing it is for us to be here to give this family the support that they so desperately need. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek the manifested presence of God in this moment. God, we come to you right now. It's us once again. And God, as we gather in this moment, we pray right now for a very apparent presence of your divine aura. We know you're everywhere at the same time, God, because you're sovereign and you're omnipresent. But God, for this family today, could you manifest yourself in such a way that they would realize they're not going through this ordeal by themselves. And so God, if you would, in the singing, in the scripture reading, in the prayer of comfort, in the sermon, and even, yes, in the recession and benediction, show yourself mighty and strong. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to have the opening song when we all get to heaven. And then uh, our executive pastor, Dr. Redmond, will continue to lead us in this worship moment. Out. 
peace to this family and to all who are here with us today. I want to read another passage for you. John 14, very familiar passage of scripture beginning there at the first verse. And it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May the words of this passage bring comfort to you today and in the days to come. But for a few moments, I want all of us to bow our heads, close our eyes as we go to God in prayer. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we approach your throne today. And Father, we approach your throne trembling and crying and sad. But God, as we approach your throne feeling this way, we know that we don't have to leave this way. God, we are thankful and we are grateful that you are the kind of God that in the midst of our sorrow, God, you can give us joy. And so God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I lift up this family to you. I lift up this family, oh God, and I leave them in your care. Oh God, I know that there isn't anything that I can say that can bring them comfort. I know there is nothing I can say that can bring them peace. And I absolutely know that there's nothing I can do to bring them joy. But God, I know you and I've seen your work. And I know, God, that when we're down, God, you have the ability to pick us right back up. And so, God, this family, their heads are down. But, God, I know that in the days to come, oh, God, in the weeks to come, in the months to come, God, you're going to be that kind of God that's going to stand them up tall. Oh, God, you're going to be the kind of God that will give them peace in the midst of sorrow. God, you're going to give them joy in the midst of how they're feeling. God, you're a good God to us. Father, you're better to us than we're even to ourselves. And so, God, as we are in this worship service and we are celebrating the life of Sister Evelyn, God, we just pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that we'll be able to go through it and go through it standing tall. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that as you move up and down every aisle, that you sprinkle a little joy in this place. Sprinkle some peace in this place. God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that as we come to the preaching moment, that you will give pastor power, power to preach your word. Oh God, this family needs your word. So God, anoint him afresh from the crown of his head to 
on the sole of his feet. Oh God, I pray that you give him strength today. Give him peace today. God, give us all peace in the name of Jesus. Oh God, thank you for your comfort. Thank you, oh God. Thank you for who you are to us. Thank you. I know this family. They, this family, oh God, they don't understand everything. They don't understand why, but they understand who you are. They know that you are their God and that you are their comforter. You are the one that's going to be with them in the days and in the weeks and months to come. So God, as I close out this prayer, God, I want to end saying thank you one more time. Thank you, Father, for just allowing us to be here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity just to bless your name. Father, I pray this prayer in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on, if you believe the prayer, why don't you give God some praise in here? I mean, really, if you believe that God heard the prayer, you ought to give him praise. If you believe that he's a good God, you ought to give him praise. We've come here to worship today and worship our God in spirit and in truth. We're going to sing a wonderful song and we will follow our program as it has been outlined. Amen. Not a second or another minute, not an hour or another day, but at this moment with my arms outstretched, I need you to make a way as you have done so many times before. Through a window or an open door, I stretch my hands to thee. Come rescue me. I need you right away. I need you now. I need you now. I While I was yet searching the world for more the true best friend I have in me, you're my best friend. I know in me, I stretch my hands to you. Come rescue me. I need you right away. The agony you bring alone, the fear of doing things on my own, the tests and trials that come to make 
shame and defeat The weight of trials that beat upon me But to know, Lord, that in you I've got victory I need you now I need you now I Let's give God some praise in here. Come on, let's give him praise in here. If we ever needed God before, we sure do need him right now. Oh, we need him right now. Let's thank the Lord for the gift of Chris. Oh, I mean, really, let's thank the Lord for the gift that this young man has. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have um, come to the moment where we give tributes, and um, there are only two individuals, um, I'm told, who are going to give tributes at this time. And I'm going to invite you to come to the mic to my right here. Marie Howard Wallace is going to come first. After she comes, then Selena Ivy will come. Please come in that particular order. Come on and put your hands together as they come. But I just want to say, it's not a sad day. It's a happy day. My sister, she didn't hardly talk, and she was a quiet person. But you can just see a smile on her face. And my sister, she will be missed, but I'm definitely going to miss her. 
from getting off that city bus and seeing her in that little van going down the street waving at me to get home. When she get to Brenner House, I stand on the corner to the man, take out the little bus and put in the little wheelchair and put it and take up the little step. I'ma miss my sister. And I know she, she loved me and she loved all our family. And she loved her son. And she loved everybody that's sitting in here that came today to go with her homecoming home. She's a good person. She's a lovable person. She loved me. She loved me. She came from New York. She was gone so long when she came. And I used to have them good old cookout. She said, Tina, baby, are you going to make me that macaroni and cheese and them double eggs? I say, yeah, I'm gonna make you that mac and cheese and them double eggs. And I know sh- I'm gonna miss her. But we will meet again. We will meet again. And I love her, and I know she loves all y'all. And we'll see her. We'll see her. Because this is a uh, home going. This ain't the only home going. Because about two months ago, we just put our brother in the ground on October the 7th. And it's back to back. They go on to heaven, they're going to meet together. It's going to be all right, and we're going to be all right. Just keep on loving my family and my sisters and her grandchildren and her, grand, her granddaughter. Thank you, and have a good day. Is Selena Howard not here? Ivy, Selena Ivy. Okay, all right, we will continue to move um, through our service. And I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here. And I say thank you on behalf of this family, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, I just wanna say thank you. If you sent a card to them, made a phone call to them, took some food by the house, Whatever you have done, send a text, send an email, whatever you have done. I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you because it really, really means a lot to this family during this time of bereavement. But I want to say to you that tomorrow is going to be a little bit difficult for them. So can we agree that we're going to continue to make phone calls to them, send texts to them, stop by the house? Can we agree that we will continue to do that? Come on, everybody. Let's say amen. 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 Put your hands together. Put your hands together because God is in this place. After the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott.
just what he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you. He's able. God is able to do just what He said He would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you, he's able. Let's give God praise for Brother Chris Haley. Thank you so much for lending your gift of song to this family. Before I um, get to uh, the message as far as today is concerned, I just want to 
thank our uh, First Impression Ministry, our medical team, our ushers, our media team uh, for all that they have done to make this uh, meaningful. And thanks to our minister of music, Scott Gibson, and our executive pastor, Dr. Redman, for all that they do to make this moment as meaningful for the family as possible. Um, Today, I I want to, if I could, call your attention to a passage in the Old Testament that deals with the story of David. Um, After David had um, defeated Goliath, he had the wrath of um, had the wrath of Saul coming at him. Saul's son, Jonathan, and David formed a a friendship. And um, Jonathan was more protective of David than he was of his own father. Because he saw something in David that his father could not see. And I, I just want to say to these wonderful siblings that are here to pay tribute to their sister that God honors the love that you all have for her Um, I know Leela would have loved to have come but not feeling the very best but um, we pray that God will bring about a sense of wholeness and Make you feel better. First Samuel chapter 20 verse 3. It reads like this. Then David took an oath again. And said your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your eyes. And said do not let Jonathan know this lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. There is but a step between me and death. I want to talk about right now a step between us and death. A step between us and death death today we're here to memorialize and thank God for the life of sister Evelyn Howard God allowed her to see 64 years of life on this terrestrial ball called earth for many who knew her And loved her, let's admit, she's gone too soon. 
If we had it our way, she would still be around. But she's gone too soon. And, and I don't want to, if I could, take this pastoral prerogative. I don't want to be so giddy and so up because death hurts. And death is real. And you just can't speed through this moment of grief to get to joy. To our siblings, to Brenda and Marie and Leela and Charles and to her granddaughter, Keyshawn, and the great-granddaughter, our hearts go out to you. You have the prayers of the St. Paul Church. This is really tough if we're honest because we really think we have more time than we actually do. But as long as you reflect on Sister Evelyn and call her name, she shall not fade from your life, nor shall she fade from your memories. I think to the siblings, the blessing for me is that when she came to this church, I had the wonderful opportunity to baptize her to reaffirm her faith and her commitment to God. Um, That was about a little more than three years ago. And I was wondering, why was this older lady getting baptized again? Because I feel if you've been baptized once, that ought to be good enough. But for Sister Evelyn, it strengthened and it affirmed her faith in God. And I think that for me, uh, as we share in this particular moment, when you know that you know that you know, it makes this time just a little bit more bearable to process and to deal with. To the family and friends who have gathered from near and far, the text I've shared with you uh, at this moment is about a relationship rooted in love, loyalty, and respect, just like you had for Evelyn. The text tells us that David has been running from King Saul, who was angry and jealous because Other folks were singing his praise. David was struggling to survive a king who wanted him dead. He has already escaped Saul's wrath on several occasions. Let me put a pen right there because whether we realize it or not, in this particular story, Saul is the metaphor for death. And David had escaped his clutches on several occasions. Let me tell you right now that whether we realize it or not, that all of us have been this close to death. And by the grace and mercy of God, we were able to escape its clutches. But once again, David finds himself very close to the one who wanted to take his life. And it's in this context that David says, but truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. While David was with his best friend, Jonathan, he makes this statement with really a sense of fear and trembling. There is but a step between me and death. And I would dare say that most of us don't even realize that there's a step between us and death. 
And while we try to stay ahead financially, emotionally, relationally, educationally, physically, and yes, even spiritually, we don't realize how close we are to death. We work, we toil in our efforts to stay ahead of the forces of life that seem to haunt us. And death is one of those forces that we try to stay ahead. And we think about it, we pray about it, and we consider it in both regards to ourselves and our loved ones. But many of us fail to understand how close we are to this thing called death. Think about it. Traveling on crazy Highway 77 or Highway 85 or 485 or some of these back roads, you pass within inches of death. Sudden illness comes from out of Nowhere. It, it'll make you think about death. Uh, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, death certainly flashes neon signs to your spirit. Even the hazards on our job carries the potential of death. None of us are exempt from the fact that we are one breath away from death. And God knows in this time of COVID, we're so close to death. All I'm saying, family, is that life is fragile. And life is so short. David in his statement reminds all of us that there's a very fine line, a very small step between life and death as we know it here on earth. But I dare say that unfortunately too many of us take life for granted. We act like we're going to live forever and that there's no end in sight. Sometimes when we act like we're going to live forever, we become bold and brash. And sometimes the Lord has to remind us, you ain't nothing but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, we live and conduct ourselves as if this life is not going to end. But the truth is, there's nothing but a short step between us and death. Every life has experiences and relationships that emphasize this fact. It is possible that this experience... Our coming to celebrate and share in the remembrance of our dearly departed, Sister Evelyn, may have brought similar warning to all of us to inform us that every last one of us, if the Lord tarries and does not come and rapture the church, all of us are going to have to go the same way that Sister Evelyn has gone. And so if I could, I just want to remind you of some things that hopefully and prayerfully as we reflect upon her life, that it will help us to get our business fix and our affairs in order. And here it is. First thing, I want to let you all know that your time here on earth is very short. David knew that his life was on the borderline of death at any point. And as a matter of fact, he really iterates this in Psalm 90 verse 5 when he says, You carry me away as a flood. They are as asleep in the morning. They're like grass which grow up. And in the morning it flourish and grow up. And in the evening it is cut down and withers. In other words, David has said, we're here today, gone today. And when we look at our bodies, the heartbeat we just had, the last breath you just took through your mask, the blink of your eye reminds us that life is a precious gift. And it's oh so short. There is a step between us and death and although there's a step between us and death you can't let death scare you 
Evelyn lived her life to the fullest. Evelyn did whatever she had to do to make sure she got her business fixed and her mind made up. Here's what I want you to remember, family. Whether you live 13 years, 37 years, 64, 70, or 100, it pales in comparison to eternity. Between the time that you and I were born and between the time that you and I die, there is this short dash. And that dash is brief. It's just a dash. And that's why you need to live this short life, this short dash to the fullest. And I'm here to let you know you cannot live your life to the fullest without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus has said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. Many people think that if they got clothes, cars, and cash, that that will suffice. But I have discovered you can have clothes, cars, and cash, but if you don't have Jesus, you don't have the person that makes life very meaningful. Yeah, your life is short, but Jesus will make this time here on earth just a little bit more bearable. Songwriters say, every day with Jesus gets sweeter than the day before. But then the next thing I want you to understand is that death does not have to be the end of your existence. And I say this based upon the word of God. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. Physical death does not mean annihilation. Physical death does not mean total destruction. As a matter of fact, Evelyn right now is probably more alive than any of us that's here at her funeral. See, here's what I want you to understand. Nature has a way of teaching us and reminding us that life goes on. That when you look at the end of a cycle, it's really the beginning of something new. Here we are right now, beginning the apex of winter. And we got a few more cold days ahead, but sooner or later, winter will transition to spring where there will be budding and blooming of plants and trees. And what looks like a dying tree in the here and now will soon put on green leaves for the spring. Therefore, at this moment, we do not gather to call attention to the end of Evelyn's life. We come to claim the promise that what is happening before us now is not the end of anything, but the beginning of something glorious and brand new. Here's what I'm trying to say, and I say this emphatically, and I say this without hesitation or mental contradiction. When you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, death is not the exit, but it is an entrance. It is a transition from one good thing to the best thing. And when you know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of your sin... Death is a transition from hospital beds to mansions over yonder, from bodies of clay to bodies of glory, from mortality to immortality, from corruption to incorruption, from pain to healing, and from time to eternity. Death does not have to have the last word. But then I want you to understand this one thing, and I go take my seat. That you do not take your step by yourself. 
Many of us tend to think that we navigate through the nefarious waters of life by ourselves and that we face death by ourselves. But I'm here to let you know that because Sister Evelyn knew who Jesus Christ was in the pardon of her sins, she didn't face death by herself, that Jesus Christ was there with her. And I'm here to let you know it does not matter whether you're young or old, black or white, rich or poor, educated or uneducated, PhD or no D at all. For every last one of us in here, from the pulpit to the back door, there's only a step. But you ain't got to take that step by yourself. You want to know how I know? Because the same David that said there's only a step between us and death is the same David that wrote the 23rd Psalm. When he said that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God, you are with me. When you have a relationship with the God of the universe, you're never alone. You got somebody who will walk with you, family. You have somebody who will talk with you. You got somebody who will hold your hand. You have someone who will guide your quivering steps. Jesus reminds us that death is nothing to fear because he's already conquered death on a hill called Calvary. And he's taken victory from the grave. That's why he tells us, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Yeah, there is a step between us and death, but I got good news. There may be a step between us and death, but it's also a step between time and eternity. Once we experience that step, you and I have nothing to be afraid of, but it's a step into the arms of a loving and a sovereign savior. And that's why Paul wrote so poignantly in Romans chapter eight, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. And therefore, to this family, to those who love Evelyn Howard deeply, to those who knew her laughter and her smile intimately, this is a promise that God will keep with you. And that's why we're here right now to celebrate her life. She does not do as those who have no hope. For when she woke up in eternity and she was able to see Jesus face to face and able to give him glory, honor and praise. She is able to do what you and I cannot do. We see through a glass darkly, 
but she sees the one who died on a hill for her sins. She sees the one who took care of sin, death, and the grave for her sins. And she sees the one that personally escorted her and gave her the keys to the mansion in the sky. Yes, there is a step between us and death, but we do not take that step alone. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to do like Evelyn, and I'm going to stay with Jesus. Noon. Have you been blessed? Come on, you can do better than that. Have you been blessed? I'm going to ask for the funeral directors to return now. And we will, right here today, we will do a committal. And um, we will continue to celebrate her life. Um, as the funeral directors come and Dr. Scott comes back, we will do the committal right here. At this time, we're going to engage in the committal and we're getting ready to go the last mile of the way as far as the physical, earthly remains of Sister Evelyn Howard. You do know that she's no longer here. You do know that this is a shell of who she used to be. The very essence of who we are is not flesh but spirit. And that's why God has promised us a brand new body. A body that will be able to handle being in the very presence of the sovereign God. Can I do a, just clear up one thing? We ain't going to be angels. We're going to have brand new bodies. We're not going to be angels. You, you do know that when the angels sinned against God, he kicked them out and sent them to hell. So we were going to be angels. That's where all of us would be going. But we're not going to be angels. We're going to be the very best self that God really intended for us to be. And we're going to have a body that's going to be able to bask in the very glory of God forever and ever. And so it is at this time we want to commend to our God the keeping of our sister Evelyn. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the life, the love, the legacy, and the light of Evelyn. For her siblings, oh God, her sister and sisters and her brother. Would you touch them right now? For her granddaughter and great-granddaughter, would you give them the hope that they need? For the rest of the family and friends who have come from near and far, God, remind them that earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal. God, in your own sovereign and intimate way, would you bring this family together in strength, love, and unity that one cannot fall without the other. Help them to realize, oh God, as they lean and depend upon each other, that ultimately 
they're leaning and depending upon you. Grant them the peace that goes beyond all understanding. And yeah, God, give them the joy that the world can't give and certainly the world can't take away. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Amen. And since I please the almighty and wise God to take out of this world the soul of our deceased sister Evelyn Howard, we therefore commit our body to the ground, earth to earth, and ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Looking for the day of general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up its dead. And that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption, and that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are they who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. And that's what we shall do at this time. Amen. At this particular time, uh, we're going to need some help. Uh, we can get some able-bodied brothers, uh, at least six if possible. Could you come to help us as far as being pallbearers? And then if we can have some other females that can come and help us as far as flowers are concerned. We don't have that many, uh, but we could definitely use some brothers as pallbearers. Come on, if you will come down to my right. going to ask that everyone with the exception of the family, would you please stand at this time? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me? They stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in deep pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and I eyes behold not another though the rains be consumed within me. 